I'm Amina Zena, and you're listening to the Stay Fit, Stay Lit podcast. If you're ready to take your fitness, your body, and your life to the next level, then this is the place to be. And I'm so excited you're here, so now let's begin. So today we're going to be talking about mastering your mind because that is the strongest thing you got in your body. It's not necessarily a muscle. I don't think your brain is a muscle. I just know that your mind is the number one game piece when it comes to fitness, when it comes to your entire life and especially your fitness. And the thing is, you've heard it, but how do you actually make it something practical? How can you actually have some tangible steps to mastering your mindset? So that way you can actually master your body and get the results you want. Okay. Mastery of your mindset, mastery of your decision-making, mastery of your ability to create schedules, to know how to prioritize and maximize your time. That is really what it takes in order to start making the space to create the change that you want to see in your body. You have to know how to maximize your time. You have to be effective with your life. You definitely do because once you're in the fitness life and you realize you need structure with your food, you need structure with your training, you need to get things done, you need to give yourself, your body attention every single day, you have to fit that time in to make sure you're getting enough sleep, to make sure you're getting enough water, to make sure, for me, I got to do all these skincare routines, I got to do my hair, my nails, on top of making sure I'm hitting my macros every single day, making sure... I am able to train and stay healthy and fit so I can go out and teach classes or DJ party or whatever it is, right? I've been able to teach six days a week, multiple times a day. I've been doing two to three days, two to three times a day, six days a week. So I teach at minimum like two classes a day, sometimes up to four and five and six. I would say let's average at three classes a day six days a week for 11 years. I rarely get sick, like rarely. I don't have any prescriptions. I'm not, I don't have any chronic disease. All my joints and bones and everything are great. I'm in tip top A game health. I feel good every single day. I wake up rested, I have my energy. You know, now maybe sometimes like, I don't know, like if it's too hot in my room and I get six hours of sleep, I have nights like that. Or like sometimes I have to catch a flight and my sleep, it gets off and your sleep is off because you're jet lagged and you get like two hours of sleep. That happens. I've had moments where I was DJing a party and then went and taught a class the next day, you know, at 6 a.m. So at 4 a.m. I was at the club, 6 a.m. I was in the, in the gym. I had a few of those. But to be really real, like I'd say 90% of my life, I'm getting that eight hours of sleep, right? I understand I have to make certain things a priority to have the energy to do the things I want to do. I know that being able to think for myself is a huge one. Being independent. A lot of times people ask me, you know, how I'm doing everything. And and when I look at my life, you know, I'm self-employed for over a decade and I've always lived alone. I've always lived in pretty nice one bedroom apartments that you know are spacious and well furnished and all that bs you know i try to you know like all right here's the thing i never ever want to be like pretentious or bragging but at the same time i'm doing well for myself i'm not gonna deny the fact that like there's a certain level of luxury in my life that i've created for myself because i know i'm worthy of it and that's also something 
I think people have to understand is self-worth is a huge part of making fitness happen. I'm worthy of billions of dollars. I'm worthy of the best, fittest, leanest body I want. I'm worthy of my nails and my hair being done exactly how I want. I'm worthy of eating fresh, organic food every single day. I eat literally what I want every single day. Fortunately, I want to eat healthy because I know it gives me the results. I eat what I want every day. If I want hamburgers, I put, you know, sometimes this is a veggie burger. Recently, I've been very into veggie burgers. Not because I am 100% vegan, because the veggie burgers taste good and there's a lot of protein in them. And yeah, if I want veggie burgers, I eat that and I eat it on a whole wheat bun and that's it. If I want to travel, I go. I'm worthy of anything I want as long as it's healthy and not hurting other people. That's pretty much how I live my life. And I think other people need to understand this. Like a lot of times if I have clients that aren't necessarily getting the results as quick as everyone else, I notice a lot of times they're struggling with self-worth. They're not setting aside the time. They're only sleeping five hours. They don't feel like they deserve to be healthier. They just, they're not used to feeling healthy and they're used to feeling bad. And a lot of times what people have to understand is I've read a lot and lot, a lot of books on psychology and rewiring the brain. I read this book, The Body Keeps the Score. And I went to you know college at West Virginia University. I had some Please, it's not like I'm saying I'm a professional psychologist, but you know, I have read a lot about psychology and the mind and I'm very interested in the mind and developing as a coach. And I realized that you really have to understand that whatever you think can and will come true. If you really want to have amazing life, you want to travel, you want to have all the money in the world and you want to be fit, you can. You can. That's literally my life. Like I do the everything I want because I can. If you can think it, you can have it. It's that simple. You don't have to look further. I think sometimes people get tripped up and thinking like, okay, so now what? No, that was it. If you can think it, you can have it. Don't like get so caught up with it. Just that's it. That's how I live my life. I'm really simple. Something I appreciate about myself is like, I usually don't have to be told twice. Like if there's genuinely a better way of doing something and I learn about it, that's it. That's all it takes for me to adapt. I want to continue to upgrade. I want to continue to evolve. If you show me a better way of doing something, I go ahead and I start implementing immediately. That's how you become an effective leader, an effective business owner. That's how you get effective results. That's how you are an effective artist, an effective creator. If you want results, you have to take action immediately. Immediately. Don't think too much. Use your thoughts to move yourself forward. Use your thoughts to be practical, but don't let your thoughts rule you. So many people are swimming in their thoughts. They sit around and ruminate in their thoughts. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I used to be like that. You could easily let two or three hours fly by as you're scrolling on Instagram, hoping for something. You're searching for something, for some sort of sign, some sort of direction, or you just don't even know. You're all wrapped up in someone else's life, all concerned with all this other bullshit that isn't even pertaining to anything you actually care about just wrapped up in your thoughts of what other people think about you swimming around in opinions and comments from five years ago, people that gave you criticism, people you don't even know saying things like you'll get wrapped up in that for hours. And the thing is people literally think getting wrapped up in their thoughts is being productive. Oh, well I'm, I'm feeling so much. I must be being productive. 
I'm stressed, so something's going right. You will never catch me being stressed, boo. I get passionate. I get excited. Never stressed. Okay? There's just no need for that. I know that stress is just going to make me not age well. It's just going to give me wrinkles and it's going to make me have a headache. So I really, what is there to be stressed about? If you're in a moment and you're fine, that's it. You have to remember that really the moment you're in is all you have. And if you're fine now, you're going to keep being fine now. You're going to keep being fine. It's going to keep echoing and echoing and echoing, right? We have to know how to master our own anxiety. We have to understand that sometimes even these doctors, right? And again, I have certain clients, a lot of my clients, I'd say 50% of the people I work with come in on some sort of Western medicine prescription. So for those of you that don't know, I am an online personal trainer. Um, I really help people and get their whole body right. I do a system that's way different than anything that's out there, which is probably why you haven't heard of me because I'm always leading the pack, I want to say. I'm always looking for the next best way to do things. So my method and way of teaching has been super effective. I'm actually super proud of the program I made because it's really working for hundreds and hundreds of people that I work with one-on-one. And I've noticed though, throughout all of my years of training, 11 years of training, most of it being in person, um, a lot of people come to me and they're on prescriptions and they want to get off prescriptions. And I'm like, why don't you just get off the prescription? A lot of people are so afraid to get off prescriptions or they feel like they actually need a prescription. A lot of people have been tricked into believing that they need some sort of synthetic chemical in their body that actually doesn't occur in nature, that actually doesn't occur in their body whatsoever. We're so conditioned to believe somebody because they have a white coat on. And apparently they got a piece of paper from a school that says they're a doctor. And I don't mean to offend anybody. I have so many friends that are doctors. Good friends. I appreciate the work. The work must be done. I appreciate doctors. They do a great thing. The thing is, is that you have to really understand your own body. You have to be going out of your way to research your own body. You can go ahead and find books that doctors are reading. You can find the studies and, and read one study a week, set aside 10, 15 minutes to reading one study a week, like educate yourself on how the body works. I think sometimes people really think that doctors are some sort of holy grail. Like they know something that you don't and like they're holding some sort of secret keys to your health that only through them, you will find these mystical answers to the body you can find all the information the doctors have. The body is complex. It's an amazing organism. And at the same time, we are meant to understand our own bodies because we're in it. You can understand your body on an advanced level. You don't need to rely on a doctor to necessarily tell you what's going on with you. That's something you have to realize. There are some instances where, yes, it does help to have a medical professional with experience tell you what's going on. The thing is, is what I'm saying is like, you have to be able to be discerning with your own body to really understand. Like I tell my clients, like when they're training, there's a difference between sharp shooting pain, a sharp sudden snap or tear of your muscle versus like the gradual onset of something being hard. People have a hard time in their minds understanding when pain is detrimental, right? A lot of times people will tell me, 
about my workouts that I'm doing too much and I'm doing this and that. People that haven't worked out as hard as me have taken their own fitness as far as me will try to critique me and I'm just like, boo, that's your limit. And that's something you have to understand too. Everyone's going to have an opinion about you. You know how many opinions I have to deal with every single day? The amount of people that just feel like it's necessary to share an opinion about me. And even for, you know, to be 100% transparent as a fitness instructor in every gym that I have partnered working with, there's always some sort of rating system. There's always some sort of email about you. There's always somebody talking about you. I mean, there's always somebody talking about you in any office, any club, any organization, any friend group or family. I've seen, you know, no shade to my brother, but I was looking at my mom's phone. I was looking at my mother's phone a few years ago on Christmas, and my mom and my brother were like gossiping about me in the phone. They're like, my brother was like, oh, she's being so annoying. And like, right, people are always going to be talking about you. You have to understand, like, this is a fact of life. Don't let that ever hurt you. Don't allow it to hurt you. You have to understand that people will talk about you. That's okay. Their opinion of you is not really your business unless it is your business in case. In my business, it can be my business. I wish it wasn't because the thing is, is, like, you should only really take personally, I think you should only take criticism from people who are walking the talk, right? Like, if there's a trainer who has demonstrated that they know just as much or more as me, yeah, I'll take your advice. Sure. If it's an unwarranted, unvalid, uneducated opinion, why are you letting it get to you, right? It's also something you have to consider. Like, people are always projecting onto each other. People project their insecurities onto you, and you have to understand something that's really helped me in life is like, I don't take things personal. I really don't. Ever. I always understand that people just project whatever they're going through onto you. And a lot of times when I am in the mood for playing a mind game, a lot of times when somebody's rude to me, I'm super nice to them. I'll just like smile and it really throws them off. No one and nothing can kill your vibe unless you give it permission. I think Eleanor Roosevelt said that no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. It's true. Like, yeah, people might test you and it's not nice. And I don't think you know, human beings are definitely emotional creatures. And I know that if there's too much criticism, if there's too much hate and negativity and bad words, you know, I know that like bullying and all of that can hurt people. The thing is, is that you have to be strong enough to not get in those positions, right? Like, it's just like, sometimes you have to remember, like, it's survival of the fittest, eat or get eaten, real talk. Now, we're not in the jungle age. All of our needs are taken care of. Human beings are the top of the food chain, you know, which is why the real apex predators are endangered these days. Tigers, lions, bears are going extinct because human beings don't know how to treat the earth. And I digress into talking about the fact that, you know, in the savannah, animals know how to not make themselves prone to getting attacked. Like, that's just... That's the animal side of being a human. Like, man up or woman up. Like, really, I know that, like, I know that that's not necessarily the best response to things. And some people might say, oh, you know, for people that have trauma or emotional issues, that's not a good response. But at the same time, eat or get eaten is still in our genetics. 
human beings have come from a long line of literally having to survive. That didn't just go away, right? This like genetic need to survive and we still do have to survive. It's much easier. The thing is, is like we still have to do it. And that survival sort of mechanism in us, you have to just understand like don't make yourself prone to be attacked. I wish people were nicer. So that's why I'm giving you strategies. If people aren't going to be nice and you know that you're going to get talked about and you know that it can affect you, understand. Understanding is step one to help you not get derailed. You cannot let people kill your vibe. It's not cute. It's not worth it, right? And then it's like you can have those steps. You have those measures in place. And then also don't put yourself in a position to be attacked. Meaning if you're an online personality, don't start drama. Don't intentionally try to hurt other people. Don't say mean things in other people's comments. Don't start a reason for people to like bully you. You know what I'm saying? Don't hang out with people that make you feel bad, right? Find people that you can be real with and don't settle with that. Find people that you feel like you could be yourself with. And if you can't find people that you could be yourself with, then just be with yourself, right? I think that we just have to really put a strong emphasis on being strong-willed, being strong-minded, saying no to people when it's time. No is a complete sentence. And you don't have to explain yourself. And something that I stopped doing is like, if people ask me for a favor, I don't feel bad. If I say no, I'm not like, sorry, I can't help. It's like, hey, I'm already busy. Let me know next time. I never will just be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I can't help you. Like, you're the one coming out of left field asking me for a favor. You're the one that should be apologetic, right? And I'm not saying you need to be apologetic if you ask for a favor. It's just that, like, I'm not a fan of saying sorry for no reason. And something like, so a lot of people know that I just moved to the Netherlands from America. In case you didn't, I just moved... Uh, about a year and four months ago, let's just say like a year and a half ago, almost, I moved from the United States to the Netherlands. And sometimes people will come up to me and speak to me in Dutch. And then I'm like, hey, can you speak in English? And they're like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, why are you sorry? Dutch is the main language here. I am the immigrant. I'm the one that doesn't know the native language, right? I mean, English is the second language, so it's totally fine. So every time everybody's always able to translate and it's cool. It's just like, I always notice it's funny. They're always like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know you didn't speak Dutch. And it's like, don't be sorry. What, what are you sorry for? Don't be sorry for no reason. You know what I mean? Don't be stressed for no reason. Nothing, and I, I'm not better than anybody, but nothing is worse than thinking about everybody with their first world problems, sitting around in their house, fed, fully, you know, fed with nice houses and Wi-Fi and brand new clothes, having anxiety. What? <laughs> like, I know that material possessions are not everything. I know this and I get it that we're all going to die and that gives people anxiety. It's just like, you don't have to be stressed. You don't have to be stressed. You're making yourself stressed. It's a choice. You can choose to just feel good without a reason. Just feel good. The amount of people, it's like I work with a lot of my clients. All my clients are quote-unquote stressed. I think, well, I work with one client. She's from Jamaica. It's funny. And she's never mentioned that she's ever been stressed. 
it's actually kind of funny. Jamaican people are really chill. I've visited Jamaica two times. I love Jamaica, yo. It's just funny because everyone else I've worked with my whole time doing training is stressed. I think maybe, so I'm originally from West Virginia, guys. I'm originally from a small town where stress just doesn't exist. Like, I don't remember growing up and feeling stressed. I remember feeling stressed my senior year of college because I think that's a pretty stressful time in anyone's life. Like, what's next? Um, but, you know, I just moved to New York and everyone's stressed. And even in Amsterdam, everyone's stressed. And it's like, what are you stressed about? What you, what, I, I get it. And at the same time, I think we just need to really embrace the fact that Life is always uncertain. It always has been uncertain. It always will be uncertain. That's why I just do what I want. I dress how I want. I speak in a way I feel because it's so unpredictable. It's so uncertain. You can have a friend one minute. You could say the wrong thing once and they don't tell you and then they get distant and then you end up without a friend. You know how many times your friends just float away or just maybe you do have a falling out or maybe you just naturally drift apart like and you're over here worried about someone's opinion who three years from now isn't even going to be really in your life. And that's not a bad thing. Not everybody's meant to stay in your life. That's also something too. That's why being independent is so important. I don't put such a heavy emotional burden on my friendships. And I think that's why I'm able to have so many long lasting, healthy friendships. I think growing up, I think when you're a kid, like when you're, in your teenage years and maybe even your early 20s, friends, and when you're a kid, friends is life. That's all you have. Friends are your lifeblood. And you do put these sort of like heavier burdens on these people. But as you get older, I think people start getting significant others and dating and having family. And it's like, once you have your own family, friends, it's not that you don't see them. It just obviously becomes less. It's just less as your life evolves. And it could be more if you want. The thing is, is that I think it's important to understand that like we shouldn't put such heavy emotional burdens on our relationships. We have to carry our own emotional burdens. Not that you shouldn't get support if you need it. It's just sometimes if you need emotional support, you need a therapist. There's people literally assigned to help you for that. I think people have to realize that too. Sometimes like you have to be able to carry your own weight. You have to be able to think for yourself. You have to be able to challenge the status quo. Okay, coronavirus happened, and you have to be able to sit there and challenge it. Research articles. Research what other pandemics have done to people in the past. Research flus. Research what hand washing does to you. Research oxygen levels. Research lung health. Research how to boost your immune system. Don't just sit on the news and follow along. Like Get out of your, your own way, really. Get out of your own way by staying active for what matters to you. Okay. Stop scrolling, scroll for 30 minutes a day, an hour a day, unless you work online, you shouldn't be on the internet like hours and hours a day, unless you're, you know, I, I guess to a degree we're all online. You do shopping online. Um, it's different being on your computer versus like being online, doing nothing. When I say online, I mean, social media. Like if you're, aimlessly on social media. Okay. If you're learning about somebody's program or somebody's, you know, business, that's different. Like if you're educating yourself, if you're educating yourself, if you're shopping, if you're paying a bill, getting organized, making a calendar, pretty much just, I would say create more than you're consuming. 
okay? If you're just endlessly consuming memes and funny videos, that's cool if that's how you want to spend your time. And honestly, I've definitely gone into YouTube spirals that lasted two or three hours. But anything more, I personally, again, this is my podcast. This is how I feel. I am good with like two to three hours of downtime every day. I like to have two to three hours of, you know, BS time. Yeah, do absolutely nothing. I mean, maybe on a super busy day, I could stretch it to four. I just know myself by now. After two to three hours of, okay, looking at some videos or, I don't know, just being on your phone, just looking through old texts or looking through your own pictures, like, you know, I don't know. You can have rest time. I'm totally there for rest time, Um, resting. It's just like if your mind is actively all over social media, your dopamine levels and your pleasure and reward receptors in your brains are getting all just screwed up because of the likes and notifications and short 15 second attention span, like use your internet time in a way that serves you, right? Like even if I'm on YouTube, I'm usually listening to like a motivational speech or I'm listening to new music that I can use in my classes or in a DJ set list or, you know, when I'm on my computer now, I'm on my computer creating a podcast, right? So I'm not saying limit screen time. You might need to be on your screen all day for your job, that sort of thing. I'm just saying limit your aimless, mind-wandering, nowhere good time. Put more of that time into reading books. Put more of that time into journaling. Put more of that time into meditating. Like if you want to do nothing, doing nothing is amazing. We should all do nothing, but actually do nothing. Doing social media is doing something to your psyche. Doing nothing, meditating, breathing, learning how to allow your mind to relax so you can actually master your own thinking and emotional process. Because I think, you know, a lot of my clients know I've been listening to Abraham Hicks recently and she was somebody who was big into the secret and the secret is all about law of attraction and I'm super recently into the laws of attraction and the sort of energetic masculine, feminine, you know, I'm learning about the universe and how energy works. And I love this whole manifestation, you know, lane of coaching and, you know, Instagrams there are out there. There's so many manifestation coaches and podcasts and everything that I listen to and inspire me. And I love that. Um, and the thing is, is that I realized too, that with fitness, as much of it is mental, it's also, it's masculine. Yes. A hundred percent. You have to do the work. You have to do the workout. You have to eat in a certain way. The thing is you need to also be able to sit back, discern your thoughts, sit back, know how to organize and categorize your thoughts, understanding your own emotion, understanding your own patterns. You have to be the observer of your mind. You have to be able to sit back and let thoughts come in and pick and choose them. Let emotions come in, feel them, decide if it's one you should want to keep around or one you want to let go. Feel it. Sometimes it's crazy. I notice like sometimes, you know, it's not to be against men. It's just obviously men are the more logical and women are the more emotional creatures. That's how we are designed by nature. And even when you look at masculine energy, it's more of doing energy. It's more of the yang energy. And then yin, the feminine energy, the more receptive energy, the more being open to life happening for you, the yin and the yang. And it's obviously men and women, how they end up making a baby. It's, you know, giving, taking. So the thing is, is that 
when it comes to fitness, yes, you have to definitely put it in the work. You have to definitely do the steps. You have to bring that masculine yang energy to the table with fitness. And as far as the yin stuff goes, you really have to know how to not let your feelings get away from you. You really have to have a logical minded brain, right? So many times I'm working with clients and more often than not, more often than not, very, very, very few clients I have interacted with, even obese clients are actually overeating. Most of my clients, almost 90% of my clients, we have to add like a thousand or more calories to what they're already doing. And then they end up getting amazing results. But in the beginning, it happens like clockwork. I tell these girls and even these guys, even the men I train, oh my gosh, I'm going to be eating more. I'm scared. I'm going to gain weight and it's going to be scary. And like, I'm like, look, you have to be able to decide for yourself. If you've been doing something for years and years and years and it hasn't worked, you need to do something different. And if I'm telling you to do something different and I'm a professional and I have my own results and I have results of hundreds of people and I'm not only my own clients, a lot of times I send my clients screenshots of other Instagram accounts, other trainers who their clients have gotten results from implementing these methods, right? You have to be able to understand like, cool, I have to be able to do the better thing. Once I know better, I must do better. This is a better way of doing it. Let me not get over emotional with the process. Let me trust the process and let it, let's go. It's going to work. You have to trust it. If hundreds of people are getting results from eating more and I'm telling you, you're not eating enough, you need to eat more. You should just be able to do that without getting so emotionally devastated, without worrying too much, without sabotaging yourself because you're all over in your head and you're just overthinking and overthinking and overthinking instead of just stepping back and saying, Hey, I did hire a professional. She does have results. Everything she said to me makes sense. Let me just do it without being too stressed, right? That's what you really have to do. Because some of my clients, they're already open for it. The ones who are open, just they come in. Those are the ones that get results overnight. And we're both like, whoa, people that come to me. And it's again, it's not, I'm not judging anybody. It's just acknowledging the fact that I definitely meet people. Everybody I meet is on a completely different part of their journey. And I'm usually way further ahead than most of my clients. Obviously, I wouldn't be able to do it professionally. So I can see people where they're at in their journey. And that's a huge step for people to get over. I got over that way, way, way young in my life. I got over this. Like, for those of you that don't know, I transformed my body as a teenager. And I've kept it off. I've maintained it. I have never fallen off. I've been in the same frame. I've worked out six days a week for, you know, decades. Not decades, but for at least 15, 16 years now. So I'm telling you, I got over that phase when I was like 15. I did have a moment where I was scared to eat more. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, if I eat more, I'm gonna get fat. And, and this is a whole discussion. It's, I can't just summarize eat more. I did a whole episode on macros and why they're important. I'll definitely talk more about nutrition. It's not just simply eat more. We have to break it down into the ratios and the protein. But in simple terms for today's episode, it's like, okay, I'm telling my clients to eat more and they know they need to do it and they've seen it work. And sometimes people just stay emotionally attached to old ways because they're more comfortable with what they're used to, even if it's bad for them. That's why sometimes good things can happen for people and they sabotage themselves, self-sabotage, even though you're getting what you want, even though things feel good, you have to find a way to feel bad because that's your habit. Your habit is feeling bad. 
So you want to feel normal and normal, even if it's bad, that's what you're going to do. That's why people are alcoholics. Obviously there's some chemical addiction factors with drug and alcoholism, but any sort of like unhealthy attachment and potentially any unhealthy addiction is going to come down to just on a really simple, basic level, people are just going to do what they're familiar with. And if you've done something enough to become familiar with it, then, you know, that's what you're going to get used to. And the reason people can get into bad habits is because people are searching for all sorts of different, I guess I read the book, um, <laughs> whoop, my brain just brain fart. Um, I read the, uh, the book called seven habits of highly effective people. I read another book about habits. I didn't really, it didn't stick with me as much because it wasn't as interesting of a read. I do remember though that there is some sort of habit re like reward loop in your brain where you do an activity and then you know you you feel rewarded by it. Okay? So people are getting like for instance one of the examples they use is that one woman was smoking cigarettes because every time she smoked cigarettes she got to go outside and talk to a friend. So maybe it wasn't the cigarette she was craving, it wasn't the nicotine she as much as she was craving the interaction with a friend. So she changed it. She would get triggered. And then instead of going and smoking a cigarette, she would go call a friend instead. And she realized that she was being satisfied more by having the social interaction than the cigarette. So that was a really rough example, but it was meant to just say that people can get into bad habits for a lot of different re reasons. And it's mainly though to feed some sort of reward in your brain, right? So you have to know how to like, get results. You have to know how to train in a way that's going to get you results and do things that are good for you in fitness. So that way you activate those reward centers, right? You have to know how to like create habits for yourself, create reward systems for yourself. So that way you can just sort of like put your brain on autopilot and trust that it'll always make the best decision for yourself, right? You have to get used to feeling good. You have to make feeling good a priority. I say this all the time, make feeling good a priority because when you feel good, you do good. So these are just a couple of my mindset hacks, like actually practical tools. One last thing I think is super important is you have to write everything down. If you don't write it down, it's not going to happen. If you don't write it down, it's not going to happen. Don't play yourself. I've been running businesses for years, international, like you're not going to remember stuff. You're not going to remember stuff if you don't write it down. It's not going to become a priority. It's not going to become something that gets done. Scripting, writing in your own handwriting, or at the very minimum, like a Google calendar, blocking out your day, really making sure that you're using your time, maximizing your time, right? Really understanding the power of writing stuff down. And that's what makes it real. And if you really want to get something done, you need to prioritize it. And in order to prioritize it, it has to go in your schedule. So you have to write it in. You have to write in the time to get it done. And even just getting your beliefs, right? Because beliefs are just a thought that you just keep thinking on repeat and beliefs are what drives your behavior. If you really believe that every time you got up and poured a glass of water from the sink, you'd earn a hundred dollars, you'd pour glasses of water all day, right? When you really know and believe that your fitness program is going to work, you train six days a week. If you're still feeling doubts because you're choosing to feel doubts because that's what you're used to and you don't work out every day and you don't eat right every day and you don't get results from your program because you don't believe you can change because you tell yourself you're used to feeling bad. So you're just going to keep doing what you're used to. That's when you don't get results. 
So you have to really be able to look at your brain and make a decision for yourself. Think for yourself. Be independent. Master your mind. Master your body. Master your life. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you could give me a five-star rating or share it with a friend who could use this message. And feel free to send me an Instagram on, uh, send me a DM on Instagram, aminazina underscore fitness. If you want to learn more about my one-on-one coaching program, I do have two more spots open for my August 2020 enrollment. You can find me at aminazinafitness.com. And yeah, until then. Stay fit, stay lit. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you learned something useful and enjoyed what you listened to. And if you did, please feel free to take a screenshot of today's episode and post it in your Instagram stories. And be sure to tag me at Aminazina underscore fitness because I want to meet you and I want to shout you out. So thanks again and until the next time, stay fit, stay lit.